Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. This is the second part of the recording from my guest last week. 11th episode continues the story of Captain Shalini Singh. In this episode she talks about her life post serving in the army and her career shift into the private sector. She shares about her recovery from a terrible road accident which left her bedridden for a year and opens up about her personal life and how she fell victim to domestic violence when she remarried. Tune in as Captain Shalini shares her perspective towards life and how she's helping others to overcome adversities. she was so shocked she couldn't believe that is my child okay and she couldn't believe my story and yeah. then she started crying and uh, we became best friends like she still date we are connected and we are very good friends now okay so came back i told her not to tell to anybody let, okay. let me just clear the exam and we both cleared the exam <laughs> fourth day uh, final day when uh, we had our exam last set of exams so yeah. in the morning my dad is saying don't worry if you don't clear it we are there so i said why are you saying like that i will clear it yeah. i have given my i have not given my mind to it i have given my heart and soul to this exam yeah and and i used to feel that somewhere my husband has given has kept his hand on my head you get that kind of feeling yeah, yeah. that he will support me to get out of it and it was not easy it was very very difficult to concentrate on the you know doing the group discussions mm. or they used to give you that on the spot topic and you yeah, speak yeah. for me it was very very i had no confidence to do all those things yeah. for a public speaking or a group discussion yeah, yeah. yeah being a introvert also you are not that confident and people like the uh, candidates were preparing somebody is preparing for one year two yeah, years yeah, three year yeah, and yeah, i was there yeah. sitting there just two weeks of preparation yeah. <laughs> and i'm sitting for the most difficult yeah. exam and with that kind of mindset where i had my son sitting out yeah. i am constantly every night i used to cry that my yeah, husband yeah, is not yeah. there but then you cleared it right i cleared it you know I, when they announced my roll number i was, i i couldn't believe it yeah but how to fault i i knew that i will do it so there was that somehow a voice telling you that you're going yeah, to do you this yeah uh, it's that from maybe from there i learned to stay positive yeah yeah because uh, when my husband was in uh, jnk and i always used to pray for his well being and mm. always i used to feel something is going to happen to him something is going to and ultimately it happened to him okay you know i'm not saying because i kept thinking about it that is why it happened yeah from from the ssb center i changed my thought process okay ki if i'm doing something i will give it a positive thought that i will i'm going to make it yeah. i'm going to make it yeah it has not happened that 
till date I have not failed in things even yeah. if I think yeah, I'll yeah. going to do yeah. it I have failed but I'm just saying how I changed my thought process okay and I understood the power of positive thinking thinking yeah maybe we don't understand these things till the time we are into it yeah many times people tell me what is positive thinking I don't understand it so it is just that you have to feel it what is positive yeah. thought for you it can be I don't want to make it can be a positive thought because I'm being pushed by my parents to give this exam yeah and I don't want to give it yeah so that can be positive thought or my parents don't want it I want it that can be a positive yeah, yeah, thought. Yeah. but then you cleared it I cleared it yeah I came I came and you were commissioned yeah then I went to academy no okay. no this was just the exam I cleared oh all right. after yeah. that I went for my training the training was the hardest part of my life six months training yeah and in that six months I couldn't I was not supposed to meet my son for six months okay and I used I I had to be in the officers training academy in Chennai okay and my son was in Kanpur and how old was he at that he time? was two two years three months okay four months. okay so so that was another rigorous training that you had to go through yeah, for six months academy uh, like the exam was just an exam yeah, right five yeah, days of yeah, exam yeah, yeah. the training was like I still have tr- marks <laughs> all the injury marks which I incurred during my training yeah so training was the most difficult thing like during training time I gave up initial one month two three times I gave up that okay. I, I can't do it you know after giving birth to a child my body had changed a lot it's not easy to do all those kind of jumping yeah. and running and yeah. which they they're ex- you are expected to do in the training yeah. but at the same time I'm thankful to all my instructors and my course mates who pushed me and but it was not that I was the weakest mm. so I was in the middle so yeah. I, I had more weak girls and plus you were not an athletic person and uh-huh. you did not have that sort of yeah, physical training uh, maybe I, I can laugh on it and I, what gave me the solace was I can see 10 more girls behind me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not the last you know yeah. that means I'm not the weakest yeah yeah I can still make it yeah. yeah so then you feel but they were girls who were really prepared for many many years and yeah. they have been and uh, but it was very difficult training at the same time it opened uh, a big uh, road for me it showed me a path where i got confidence yeah from an introvert my personality ch- changed to an extrovert i could face people when i reached academy i remember i used to walk i used to look down and walk hmm. my confidence had shattered like that hmm. so my instructors used to tell me look up and walk okay an officer should always look up you should chin high all this and yeah. chin high and so it took me some time to walk with the high chin and walk straight with the confidence in my eyes and also I realized how much my body can take hmm. the kind of uh, uh, training I was being given yeah. you realized your strength yeah. yeah so then I realized it's not the physical endurance it's a mental endurance if hmm. you are mentally yeah. able to yeah. do it then physical is nothing yeah yeah so they were making us mentally strong okay yeah and once we started getting the mental strength yeah uh, like it was out of 24 hours 23 hours we used to get trained okay we hardly used to oh, get sleep wow. we hardly used to <laughs> time to eat oh my god sleep hunger yeah all these things we were always used to be deprived yeah. and we realized their value and at the same time we also gain mental endurance physical yeah. endurance emotional strength physical strength made you stronger yeah Ment- mentally and once you've gone through that journey and you survive then you feel you 
I can so, do anything. Yeah. You know? So now till date, wherever I get sick, I say, oh, I've done that training. Now I can <laughs> do anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is how I got commissioned as an officer, and that was like yeah, big changing. And how for how many years did you serve in the I army? I served in the army for five and a half years. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you were posted. I was posted to four or five different places in my five and a half years okay. tenure. Yeah. Okay. And the best thing that happened after my getting commissioned, my husband was awarded uh, Kirti Chakra posthumously, which was uh, the which is the second highest gallantry peacetime gallantry award. Yeah. So I got it from our late president Shri Abdul Kalam ji. Hmm. So you know what is the best thing in that that I was wearing my uniform. Oh, wow. So in less than one year, how my life changed from a homemaker or a student to an army officer. Yeah. How the journey had been for the one year. It was a really, really, very difficult uh, journey. Yeah. But uh, when I walked, when my name was announced and I walked up to the podium yeah. to receive the award, you know, I was I was walking with a mixed feeling as if uh, I'm the, just the medium. My husband is walking in yeah. uniform and I was happy also. I was sad also. And, uh, you know, I became the first lady to be in uniform and receive the award. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, it was such a big thing yeah. that uh, I never realized it's such a big thing. Yeah. Uh, we had m- others also who have joined army after yeah. losing yeah. their husband. Yeah. But my journey from becoming an officer in such a short time and receiving his yeah. award. Yeah. How, how long was this period? Like? Less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah. I got commissioned in, in September. Uh, he got died. He got killed in September. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you just completely changed. Just one as month a after my, I became an officer, I got his award. Your life went upside down, and instead of being hopeless, yeah. which you were for a short time, and that's okay. But then you were like, "This is not who yeah. I'm going so to be." So took see, a decision. being hopeless. Today also, a lot of times, I, I get stuck in situations. Yes. Yeah. You lose hope at many times, but losing hope doesn't mean that you can't find a solution or That's you true. can't move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it's good that you lose hope because yeah. if you lose hope, then you will uh, struggle to find out ways to come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if true. you are, if you just give up, then you will not struggle to find ways. Yeah. So it was very. Uh, so when uh, now I look back, it was not easy. Yeah. Like if. If I'm put it in that situation again, maybe I'm not. I won't be able to do it. What I've done mm. <laughs> with a small child and with that kind of mindset which I had, the kind of upbringing I had, yeah. uh, with no, I never endured any kind of physical pain, yeah. mental yeah. pain, yeah. and then you are put in all kinds of pain, emotional, mental, physical. Yeah. It was not easy at that time. Uh, separation from my son, separation yeah. from my husband. And in the academy, every night I used to cry. Mm. But in the morning, I used to get up with a more stronger result that I have yeah. to finish this uh, training. Yeah. If I go back, I will go back as an officer. Otherwise, I am not quitting in between and going. Yeah. Yeah. You so never quit. Yeah, I never quit. And yeah. surprisingly, three uh, lady cadets, they quit. Yeah. And I was like, why are you quitting? I am doing it. Why are you? No, no, it's very difficult. You can't do it. Yeah. You know, so it is again, how badly you want it. How badly you need that thing. So I was sure that I need my uniform. Yeah. Because for me that was my survival at that point of time. Yeah. Yeah. So how badly you need it, 
then only you will put in that much of effort and that kind of uh, focus and sincerity you will put if you yeah. if you really need it many people say oh i do this but i fail yeah you only fail when you don't put your heart and soul to it yeah, you're <laughs> just doing it you can that's a very good quote yeah. yeah yes that's true yeah because i see i told you in, in this entire uh, conversation we had i was never prepared to sit for a professional exam yeah my upbringing was never like that mm. i was never career oriented yeah but then i was sitting and given a giving an exam which is like the most difficult exam of our country and yeah. again i was not giving given any consideration mm. and then i'm clearing it yeah and i'm doing it in such a short span 20 days is like 21 days i got yeah. total time to prepare yeah, people true. prepare for this exam for one year two year that is true that's why i was surprised yeah. yes even i was surprised <laughs> you know i broke my nose also while in uh, preparing for that uh, when i was doing that coaching okay. there was a big jump and i ran, ran uh, fell down oh. because i couldn't do it properly okay so i ke- i had my own challenges yeah but yeah. nothing deterred me from reaching where i wanted to yeah. and nobody was confident that i couldn't do it everybody said no problem if you can't do it we are there yeah and once i became an officer all those people they said we knew you can <laughs> of course <laughs> right yeah we knew yeah we yeah, knew we, we knew you even like whenever my mother says no oh, you can do it i was like you always you also never had the confidence yeah. so now today everybody feels i am very strong but it's yeah. been 20 years now i yeah. been but definitely that uniform changed my outlook towards life that uniform gave me tons and tons of confidence mm-hmm. yeah? and that uniform showed me a path that nothing is impossible if you really want to do it yeah so after uh, serving in army for 5 yeah. years you moved to the yeah. private sector i moved to the private sector i what happened after one and a half years i met with a very bad accident after quitting army okay i met with a bad road accident and in that road accident i was straight away bedridden for one year oh no I got 17 fractures. My leg was completely broken. Hand, scapula. I had a lot of injuries. And uh, in that one year, uh, again, when you are bedridden, you feel very hopeless again because you feel why it has happened to you. And this was like after leaving army, two years after leaving. Okay. Army. Not even two years. One and a half years of leaving army. All right. Hmm? And then what happened? Uh, my recovery was very slow. In that one year, I from bed I moved to wheelchair, and then. I started moving with a stick. I was hmm. used to limp a lot. I couldn't move also much. My hand was semi-paralyzed. Okay. And then doctor told me that you can never walk normal, and you can never run. So I can never walk normal. Also sat in my head that oh God, I can never walk normal, and you can never run. So I was never a passionate runner, or I was not into running. Yeah. only because i was in the army so th- because we do all those physical training yeah, and also yeah. you get into th- a running, sort of fitness regime yeah. yeah so but i was not a runner as we say na i was yeah, not yeah. a runner but, but but the doctor said you can never run so i don't know why he said because i never asked him whether i can but he said you yeah, can never yeah. run and there will always be a limp while you walk and i was very fond of wearing heels okay and he said you can't wear heels okay. so all these things sat in my head so i slowly and steadily you know i i one day i went i saw an airtel marathon ad and 
I filled the form, registration okay. form, and I asked my doctor. He was like, he started laughing. You can't even walk straight. You're thinking of doing a marathon, and I filled for five kilometers. He said, you can't even walk five meters. I said, I'll try. And then I tried, and I couldn't do it. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't even do. He was right. I couldn't even do hundred meters. I came back. You know, but I was not sad or upset or hopeless i was very happy that at least i could do 100 meters hmm. sitting at home i couldn't have done even 1 meter yeah, yeah, yeah. i could have thought oh i can't do it yeah but at least i walked even if i limped yeah i couldn't run but i limped and did 100 meters otherwise positive reinform- reinforcement that you were giving to yourself right yeah it's like you know you can come back and say oh i couldn't do 5 yeah, kilometers yeah, yeah. now so my life is finished doctor yeah. was right yeah I came back telling that wow I could do hundred meters. Yeah. yeah. My leg got swelled up after hundred meters. So I, I I didn't took lot of chance because yeah. you know I was still in the recovery stage. But that thing gave me a resolve that I can do it. So every day I started walking, 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 and I never realized when I started running when my limp went wow. away. And today I run marathons and. Uh, And every like day I now run five kilometers. <laughs> and my doctor says, "Wow, why you should not always listen to your doctor." <laughs> you know, so people take running tips from me. So I, yeah. I love so much. And the limp is completely gone. Yeah, it is gone. Okay. Yeah, I wear heels also. My doctor says you can't wear heels. I she still feels I don't wear heels. Yeah. But I wear heels, and you know, again, it is like I am not saying that you must not listen to your. Uh, doctor what my point is that you should not sit on it you must always give it a try hmm. it may happen it may not happen yeah right he said you can't run he never said that you can't try running yeah yeah yeah, yeah that makes so sense i tried running i could i yeah. could do it it yeah. took me like another one and a half years from that limping mode to running mode yeah but, but you did it. it yeah, yeah. and today after 10 years it's been 10 years of my accident I can sprint also. And and now you're a regular runner too. I'm a regular runner, yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting about your story is um everyone goes through some sort of problems or issues every single person mm-hmm. in this planet, right? And when you're someone who has to face adversities one after the other, you mm-hmm. just start questioning why me? Yeah. Why does it happen to me? I and then you that, you yeah. get into that, yeah. you know, really uh, depressing zone of Yeah. whatever i do it's not going to work out so i why why should i even try yeah so y- your story is completely opposite of that mm-hmm. you know that's so, so you know what uh, you very rightly said why me it's not that i have not said this to me why me initial phases of my whenever i used to f- ha- be into any problem i used to feel why me it's we are such a humongous population yeah. go to somebody else god why are you after <laughs> my life i actually yeah. used to say like yeah. that yeah. please go after him he is so happy go after <laughs> him he is so happy go after him you have given me my share yeah. of problems yeah. that is how i used to think yeah. but then slowly i realized why not me what have i done so different that why should i not be targeted for mm. challenges or why should i be spared of any problems yeah and what is it that everybody has their share of problems and yeah. setbacks and which i realized in my journey that a person may look happy but what journey he has done nobody knows that yeah yeah when somebody sees me now they feel oh wow 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 yeah. but nobody knows 
many they don't know what journey i have come from yeah. so when they hear my journey then they were like oh really yeah. so we should never judge a person by how his appearance is right now what journey is he has done and questioning why me should be why not me so yeah. if you add that why not me it will give you a better this thing to be prepared that okay you give me the challenge i am prepared why not yeah me, i know? should put that quote in a frame and put it on my wall yeah. <laughs> that's why really good me? yeah that makes complete sense yeah, so. and um, how was your stint in the corporate world in the private sector yeah, it was very good again for me it was a new uh, world because army i was trained to be part of the army and then i army was also my job in army because it was a male dominated organization hardly yeah. few lady officers were there yeah so it took me a lot of time to understand those things and yeah. my transformation in my attire from sarees and all those things to wearing army boots and all yeah. it, it it took me some time to adjust okay. to it but yeah my transformation was pretty well i was um i take it as my strong quality that i am very adaptive adaptable i hmm. quickly learn things and i quickly adapt to new situations hmm. and uh, so in corporate world it took me some time to understand how, because it uh, army was like a government structure how yeah. they function is totally different yeah. how yeah. the corporate sector or private sector works is a totally different yeah and in government sector there is no rush nobody is like pouncing on your head yeah there are rarely deadlines yeah there are deadlines yeah and deadlines <laughs> and there is lot of backstabbing also right yeah. people yeah. are in government sector if you are my senior you will be promoted first yes. whatever i do i will not be promoted first yeah but in private sector who cares who is senior who is junior right yeah. anybody can uh, bypass anybody and yeah. take yeah. their credit of their work and you know army doesn't function like that your work you get the credit my work i get the credit but yeah. in private it doesn't happen so it took me some time to understand that there are no friends no enemies yeah but your work has to speak for yourself so hmm. it took me some time but i was glad that i could again adapt and i i could do well and i worked for 11 years in the corporate sector yeah, yeah and yeah. it was a longer than the army and um, all this while you were um, going through this process um how was your son dealing up with all of this yeah so my son has been a very very understanding child uh, once i cleared my ssb exam yeah. for my army thing so i knew that now the separation has to be here for a long time yeah and uh, you know once i was leaving for my academy training he was very small and i told him that you know that i have to go for a long time just be good and be with your grandmother don't cry yeah i you know i don't know he understood it or not he just looked at me he smiled and he went to my mother okay yeah and that day and now to he is an adult child and he never gave me any problem Hmm. he always un- understood and as a son i as a child i know he has suffered a lot being away from his father yeah. mother not having a normal family when i say growing up with yeah. his parents yeah. it is not easy for a child you know yeah. he has grown up with my parents then my brother took care for some time because my job was with a lot of travel yeah. and um so it was not easy but i think um he was meant to be my son because he is a very strong son and mm. he has always been he is also very adaptable whenever okay. you leave him he will adapt and he yeah. is also uh, he was introvert now he is changed so you know i think 
God has given him that quality also yeah. that okay maybe you're going to a family like that yeah. so you need yeah. all these qualities <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, your life was stabilizing then um, after army you joined the corporate world you mm. were enjoying it mm. um, what sort of other developments was it leading mm. up to mm. in your personal life yeah so uh, I got remarried after my uh, army thing yeah but uh, somehow um, things don't didn't work out okay. I also became a victim of bad domestic violence and okay. that was again again a setback and a trauma kind of a thing in my life because you know as you said why me so again yeah. I questioned why me but then I said it's okay it's had happened and that phase also and did this happen when you were um, in when the I private sector? I was in the private sector. Okay. Yeah. And this happened after my accident. After my this week. happened after your accident? Yeah. Were you still recovering at that time? Yeah. Or had, had, we, had you recovered? No, I got married and I met with an accident. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then I was in my recovery stage okay. and I met with this. Uh, so I became a victim of bad physical violence. And, and also at that time I realized, you know, because it was my second marriage, Again, a lady has so much of pressure to make the marriage work because it's a second marriage. You yeah. have a child, so it was the it was the guy's second marriage also. But since he is a guy, it's okay, you know. But for a lady, everything yeah. is. So I was giving under that pressure. I was in a leaders leadership position in corporate. I was I had worn uniforms. You know, my confidence level was at a very different. Yeah. Uh, stage professionally but in my personal life yeah. I had to give up because it was my second marriage I had to adjust I had to so I'm not saying that we should not adjust but we should adjust to a certain level where it is not taking to your self-respect yeah. and where you are yeah. not made to feel that it yeah. is you 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 who have yeah. to make everything right otherwise you can just get lost so I was taking all these things just because I was getting into that pressure what will people say what will people say until this day what will people say was very strongly in my mind hmm. and after this incident I, this incident happened because I was sitting with this thought, what will people say if I move out of this marriage, oh, first marriage has yeah. this happened, now second marriage, hmm. something is wrong with that female. Hmm. Because you take it on yourself, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is yeah. there something wrong with me that yeah. these things are happening? And also, you feel, what will people say? Yeah, yeah, You true. are always worried that people are judging you. And when this happened, then I realized, I don't care what people think. Hmm. I don't care what others have to say, they can think whatever and I have to take up my own stand. Yeah. And I walked out of that marriage, I legally took uh, whatever was supposed to be done yeah. because you can't, you should not tolerate all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people told me not to go legally, I said no, if somebody has done wrong, we should show it him the right. should be accountable. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I'm an educated woman, yeah. I'm an educated woman, if I am not doing the right thing, I have I can't tell people to do the right thing because yeah. you, you, you can't, can only you can't preach example. if you yeah. are not yeah. following it, True. right? You have to first practice that thing what you're preaching. And domestic violence is something that people don't talk about. And you know, in, in open spaces, it's it's still a you know hush hush topic that you just don't and discuss. You won't believe uh, that domestic violence is more happening in the educated families among middle class upper middle class or the yeah. high society yeah and because we are afraid what people will think we are making a nice face and coming out of our houses but what we are facing because now i'm into it and i meet a lot of ladies i counsel yeah. so i am very surprised why we at some point of time i also took it right yeah 
but I took a stand that I will not take it. But I still there are ladies who are taking it. So are you providing some sort of counseling? Yeah, I do counsel. Okay. So my aim is not to tell that walk out of your abusive marriage or just break your relationship. That's yeah. not what I feel should be at will. So you should always see whether is this worth you have your one life. Yeah. Now it is for you how you want to live it. And a lot of ladies stay because they say, oh, he's taking care of me financially. So I tell yeah. them, nobody took care of me financially. Mm. But still, I, from 23 years old, at the age of 23, when I lost my husband, I was not financially independent, but I made myself financially independent. Yeah. And till date, I know no, no man has paid my bill. Yeah. <laughs> I've been paying yeah. my own bills. I've taken, I'm, I'm taking care of my son's education. It's been so many years. And at times I have been totally alone. Yeah. I lost my dad also in between. Okay. Right. Um, so where I was is among so much of men who were shielding me, I became a man of the house in some point of time. Mm. Right? Yeah. So when I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. And don't succumb to that pressure that okay, who will take care of me? You have to take care of your own self. Yeah. So I do tell ladies, and a lot of time they say, oh, you were strong, so you could do that. So again, I, I don't agree to this statement. Mm-hmm. Everybody is strong. We they they see you now, but they don't see your journey Yeah, at all. that's what I tell them. I was not strong. Yeah. I just made myself strong. Yeah. But yeah, I don't care what people say. Even yeah. today, now though, I just don't bother. <laughs> if you don't like me, please don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, I will be more than happy. You know, half if you of like our me, problems talk to me. I'll be happy. If you don't like me, I'll be more than happy. <laughs> <laughs> we all should learn that because yeah. half of our problems in our lives are yeah. because you know yeah. what are people going to say? Half of me, out of ten problems, nine problems yeah. are because what people are going to say. Hmm. And I started eradicating it from my home because in hmm. my home also it was deeply rooted. My mother used to see my. Luckily, my son don't ha- doesn't have that kind of a thing, but yeah. it is more in females. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because how we are conditioned how since looking, we are small girls. How my you physical know? appearance is, how my dress is, yeah. am I yeah. looking fat, yeah. am I looking fair, am I looking dark, yeah. is my hair looking nice? You just cut the crap. <laughs> the yeah. way you are looking, you are looking nice and don't, you have a mirror, you see yourself in and judge yourself by the mirror. Don't bother what others are saying because you can't find peop- everybody speaking the way you want them to yeah. speak, right? Yeah. Uh, so I. And you can't please everyone. And there is no need to please everyone. You don't. Need, yeah, true. There is actually no need. I say that you have to start it from your home. If in somebody in your family is judgmental about you, hmm. just don't hmm. bother. Right. Yeah. If somebody tells me in my home, "Oh, you're looking fat," I say, "Really? I thought I'm looking. I thought." I am looking more fat. You said I am just looking fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love. We That's a pretty good comeback. <laughs> we, we, we do a lot of body shaming. Somebody tells me, they say, oh, you wear double XLs. For some lady, she told me she's crying that okay. my husband is telling that I wear double XL. He goes, shame on you. I said, oh, I am targeting to wear triple XL. <laughs> Why should you be ashamed? Yeah. You know how, and the same guy can wear. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Whatever he wants. Maybe he's not getting his size clothes. (laughs) (laughs) But since he is a man, everything is. Yeah, it's completely okay. Yeah, you can get a pass and everything. 
so that is how i now try and do because I, since i have walked that path i realize that how much crap we are living within our society by mm. being judgmental by judging females so much so and at the same time it is very important what i tell i do counsel a lot of men also i'm not saying you know men also face domestic violence yes yes i have come across those cases also so what i tell them also that and they can't speak because they are male so they are just because yeah. oh, a strong yeah. person like yeah. a man a yeah. male person can't be subjected yes. to that then yeah, we are living in a very funny society actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but what important is that i tell that you have to respect irrespective of the gender yeah irrespective of high or low irrespective of the caste or creed yeah and all these things are not there in our society hmm. we may say that we are in a which century whatever century we are but yeah. we are still very backward in other because in in metros and uh, sit in big cities we still can go with all these things but yeah. when you go to a tier 2 city or a, a tier 3 city, city, city yeah. where i keep visiting i am also from a tier 2 city yeah we still like we are still really seen as a i don't know as an object only yeah yeah so if i wear a skirt and go hmm. they will look at my legs hmm. sometimes you don't even have to wear a skirt sometimes you just be in your t-shirt and jeans yeah. and they'll still look at you they still look at you, know? you and they will be like uh, uh a female has to be only in a sari or a suit yeah. and i fail to understand that why are you looking so i look, look back the same way and i look at my legs also what's wrong with my <laughs> legs why are you looking and i ask what's anything wrong <laughs> so this is how i, I yeah. do yeah. You know? so then they are ashamed themselves ki you know yeah. so only we can make an effort to change the mindset yeah. and at the same time we don't have to go all out to change yeah you stop bothering about people they will change on their own yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a good one <laughs> so people don't bother who oh, oh, if they say anything to shalini she is not bothered yeah yeah so they will not say <laughs> that <laughs> that's a pretty good approach yeah. so you were also crowned uh, classic mrs india queen yeah. of substance right yeah tell me about that story so this happened in 2017 okay. again uh, uh, again happened in a very uh, like all of a sudden it so happened so just 2 years back 2 years yeah. back yeah so my friend uh, one of my friend she is like she always tell me oh, you are doing so many things in life so many uh, different kind of things you're doing your story is so strong you should ha- people should know about you so so that people can get inspiration from your life yeah. people who are struggling to live every day who give hope who give up hope on small small things yeah and so i just again laughed on her and i was like it's i can't walk the ramp and you know it's, it's not my cup of tea because being in the army and then in the corporate sector you, you don't get into that world no yeah they are totally different uh, fields and i just slept over it after two three days i thought you know i realized I the thought came to me that I always wanted to be in the fashion industry mm. I always wanted to wear nice clothes yeah, do some yeah, makeup yeah yeah that is what you always yeah, like yeah right? but yeah. I could never do it because yeah. my life was into a totally different path I mm. could never think of doing these things and and I thought let me give it a shot not to inspire anybody just to experience on my own that what this this field is all about yeah. 
and i filled the form i didn't tell it to anybody okay. it was only my son because technically i'm not very sound so i took a lot of support of my son to upload the pictures and whatever okay. they were asking the technical things yeah, to do yeah. video uploading and all and there were few auditions before i could make it to the fi- uh, the fi- uh, final selection list yeah. so i thought i'll not tell it to anybody because if i don't make it it will be like not uh, this thing so i didn't tell it to anybody only my son was aware not even my mom was aware nobody yeah. was aware and then one fine morning i get a, get a mail that you have made it to the finals okay and i was so surprised i really i made it to the finals and i was even more scared that what am i going to do yeah. and then i told my mom then i told my other friend who told me to uh, and she was like she started abusing me you never told me i only <laughs> told you to participate and you never told me and for months i didn't tell it to anybody okay <laughs> okay so after four months yeah when i went to the finale so it was a, again a five day thing okay. like the same thing which i did in academy five days exam yeah yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> and it was again a total totally new experience and this time ramp. too you knew that you were going to win like how so this time so now maybe you can say from that time till that time i have lived a long i have traveled a long way where i understood that it's not the result that matters it's the Journey. your effort yeah. and your how you want to just experience that thing mm. right winning and losing is not important at all yeah it is if you put again i always repeated it if you put your heart and soul now whatever you want you will get it yeah yeah if you don't put it you will not get it so i just and when i reached there and i saw so many girls all beautiful nice i was like oh god i <laughs> wanted to make a fool of myself yeah. because i couldn't i didn't know what is catwalks yeah yeah i had hardly any time never like, practiced it ever you you will laugh at it i always thought catwalk is something like a walking with a cat <laughs> that was my knowledge of okay you know i was so ignorant of these yeah, things yeah. so even uh, so my friends told me they showed me what is catwalk and okay. then but at the same time they used to tease me they used to send me lot of videos of models falling from the ramp oh yeah the top model fails yeah. in compilation yeah yeah uh, somebody yeah. falls from the stand yeah yeah, yeah. and it's sat sat in my head that i will fall from the ramp <laughs> i was very sure i will fall from the ramp so and i hardly used to get my time because i had my office i had my home my son was he yeah. was having on school yeah with the family responsibilities and office responsibilities i participated and uh, i just told my friends see i'm not going to win and all i'm not bothered i'm just going to give my best shot okay. i'm going to enjoy five days and and yeah before that i i thought of drawing my nomination because they had a talent round and okay. in, in india i don't know it is like a girl's talent is only singing and dancing <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's your talent yeah. i don't have both yeah. the talents okay so and we had to do like 2 minutes talent round was okay. there not even 2 minutes 1.5 minutes so i told my friend yaar i can't do it so she said only 1.5 minutes you have to dance you dance i said i can't dance for 1.5 minutes i have never danced like that how can i dance okay so i thought i'll withdraw my participation so she said no 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 don't withdraw i will uh, i have a friend who is a teacher dance teacher i'll tell her so that lady came and she said all my students have always stood first never so i said okay, okay. then i won't be your that student you just teach me something <laughs> where i can at 1.5 minutes so like so such big time for me so she taught me and uh, the talent round was the most important round hmm. so the talent round heavily decided on the main winners also okay so 
and I was very sure that I am. Everybody was so confident in the talent round, and I was like, oh God, what am I going to do in the <laughs> talent round? And I, I was first in the talent round. Oh really? <laughs> Did you dance? Like, yeah, I danced. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so that was also. <laughs> Well, it so, could also be the positive reinforcement yeah, that I you. I just practiced a lot. Whatever one point yeah. five minutes, uh, I really practiced a lot. I practiced it so much that uh, um, you beat other also, people. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I see. I never. One thing what I do is I never see who is on my left and right, who is my competition. Hmm. I am my own competition. See, if you are dancing well, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> if you are dancing bad, I can't do about it. Yeah. If I am dancing good. I should practice it more to do more good. If I'm dancing bad, I need to do good. Yeah, more. yeah. So, best is to concentrate on myself. There, what I saw that girls are more bothered about what is the other person wearing, what mm. is she looking, and how is she behaving. Has the other so you are wasting a lot of your own time okay. doing all these things. So better is the time you're observing others, observe your own self and yeah, yeah, yeah. work on yourself. And if you work on your own self, your tension will be eased. What others are doing, what others yeah, are wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never uh, saw in my entire. It was a seven to eight months of journey of this pageant journey. Okay. I never looked at any other girl's profile. Okay. Not because I was jealous or something. Because hmm. out of fear that if she'll be better, <laughs> why should I give myself tension and yeah, stress? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, right? She must be better. Why should I look yeah. at her? You know, yeah. I never opened anybody's profile. Okay. But when I reached there, everybody was so scared of me. Wow, what a profile you have! Wow, you are looking so good. Everything like, already. So they have given themselves their tension. I have not told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they announced my name as a winner, I never fell from the ramp. That was also. The, that was in yeah, the director too. said nobody yeah. had fallen from the ramp and she said that i was like oh god i will surely make an create a history <laughs> but i didn't fall from the ramp and when they announced my name as the winner you won't believe i i, I did not believe that it is mine i was standing but the girl next to me go oh, it's your name oh and i really must have been some experience yeah so I, because i was so sure i'm not going to win because yeah. it's not my field it's not my area of work yeah yeah, yeah all the girls will say somebody was a model somebody was into this industry yeah, yeah, have, yeah. again they have been nobody was like totally clueless of what they are getting into yeah. i was the only one who was totally clueless what i'm going to and again coming out a winner from there again gave me a lesson that it is not that only the experienced lot get what they want yeah 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 anybody can achieve if you put again your heart, heart and soul into it yeah and that's how i became the winner yeah and where did and this for happen? me the tension was also very high because my son i was like if i lot win my son will get so you have got to become <laughs> mrs india i didn't <laughs> for me. yeah so i was very relaxed oh now my son will not say yeah because by this time he was already he's a teenager yeah. right yeah he is an adult now he's 20 years old okay at that time he was yeah it's, it's two years back okay was, okay yeah, he's just uh, touched his uh, yeah he was finishing his 18 years and yeah, but that was a good experience it happened in delhi the pageant happened in delhi okay yeah, yeah. and i'm just going to wrap this up with yeah. the last question yeah. long conversation <laughs> yeah and um, it it's something that at least i would like to know from you being a you know an adult now when getting into this journey of life and living that journey as a woman um because you have faced so many adversities in your life um what is your general perspective in life like what do you think 
about how to live a good or a decent life and mm-hmm. how to just live a con- content life mm-hmm. so um, in all this conversation i forgot to mention that i work a lot for slam uh, slam children and for war widows hmm. because okay. i have been a war widow so i could relate to them and i helped them to stand back independently at this stage of my life i feel that it is very important that you support others hmm. and it is not that because i am at this stage of my life so i have to support everybody should support the people around them or hmm. if what in whatever way they can and once you do that you will grow in life hmm. yeah. i s- uh, spend a lot of my time in helping others supporting yeah. others in whatever way i can it's not that and i don't see i have to support 100 people yeah. if i can yeah. change one life if i can bring back hope in one life yeah in whatever way if they want my financial support emotional support or they just want to have a meal with me and they are happy okay we we'll eat a meal with you and yeah. we get that strength back i'm happy to do that so it's also uh, we should not i don't run behind materialistic things what i run behind is giving back happiness to people so that i am happy hmm. it is very important one so if you feed a poor person you come back and you will sleep so nicely that day yeah you will feel that you have done something nice yeah. yeah you have done something worthwhile because you have you have tried to s- to save a human or an animal life mm. i work a lot for animals also okay so my perspective overall in this life is that you have just one life mm. do everything what you want to do see if you see i've been a housewife i've been a mother i've been an army officer a runner pageant winner and i do a lot of social work yeah. so just one life i'm doing Yeah. you can spend doing the same thing in your entire life yeah you can do 100 things lot of people want to do lot of things but yeah. they can't do oh, I have this compulsion that compulsion yeah. compulsions will always be there yeah. yeah in that life only you have to try and find time for your passions and things and most important thing is that you should not blame anybody hmm. for your setbacks and failures you should just see within your own self yeah and keep moving on life is too short to lose hope or not to do anything which you want to do Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can tweet at us or write a post tagging our social media handle at the rate launchora and let us know your thoughts on this episode. If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast, write to me at swati@theratelaunchora.com. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys next week with a new visionary. Have a great day.